Hello and welcome to Stories on the Couch. I know I'm a few days late posting a new episode, and for that you must forgive me. Life has gotten in my way. But here I am and ready to tell you another story, and this time about how sometimes we tend to get in our own way of finding love. I want to tell you about Peter today. Peter arrived to his first appointment at my office on a very rainy day. Now, if you're familiar with the climate of Southern California, you know that it is a rare occurrence for us to get rain, and that us Angelinos either panic at the sight of rain or begin to do a rain dance on those rare occasions. Anyhow, when he walked in, he looked angry and agitated, as if I had something to do with the rainy day. I tried to ask the normal questions, but he seemed reluctant and uneasy in answering them. So I decided to get down to business and ask what had brought him in. He looked at me and smirked and said, unsuccessful relationships. I asked him what that meant and he went on to tell me what an incredible catch he was. Understanding, loving, caring person with all the right elements such as great looks, good education, plenty of money and on and on and on. I put my head down because my job is not about judging, but it's about listening and meeting everyone who sits on the couch where they're at. But also my job is not about letting my clients easily off the hook. So I asked him the question again, Peter, what brings you into my office? He looked at me and in an agitated tone said, did I just not answer your question? Unsuccessful relationships. I realized right then and there that I needed to be blunt. You see, within the first few minutes of any first session that I have with my clients, I tell them the kind of therapist I am, one that is blunt and straightforward. I tell them if they need someone or they're looking for someone who's just going to remain quiet the whole time and sporadically say, how does that make you feel? I'm not their gal. Don't get me wrong, I will show empathy, but I believe individuals come to me to discover what they need to change. And this at times requires a level of bluntness that some might not enjoy. So in a very calm manner, I said, you did say that, but since you also said you have all the elements for an amazing partner, I want to know why you think your relationships fail. As if he liked what I said, he gave me the first hint of a smile and followed it with, I have the worst luck in choosing women. The last nine women I have chosen to have a relationship with have all turned out to be bitches and I'm just tired of dealing with these kind of women. I laughed inside. He had such a huge ego. So I decided to push the trigger that was just offered to me. Again, in a calm and collected manner, I said, are you sure that this is the case and that you're not turning them into bitches? He angry, angrily replied, who the hell do you think you're talking to? I have to be honest, a cold sweat washed over me. What if I pushed too soon and too hard? He was very insulted. He got up and stormed out of my office and I remember shaking in my seat. I was not able to get up, so I remained seated. He left and left the door to my office open. 
I sat there remorseful, anxious, and feeling so guilty over what I had just done. As I was giving myself a lecture on how I needed to be softer with my clients, Peter walked right back in and sat where he was sitting before. So I collected myself and decided to go at it again. He remained quiet as if he wanted to punish me. So I started again. Peter, my intention was not to offend you. And if that is how I made you feel, I would like to apologize. He remained quiet. So I continued. The reason why I asked that question is because sometimes the kind of person we are at every moment is primarily responsible for the status of our relationships or for that matter, the lack of them. So I asked him about some of his patterns and soon it became apparent that indeed he was the responsible party behind why the women of his life turned on him. His status and looks invited women into his life, but then his arrogance and lack of ability to emotionally be present caused them to turn on him. Our first session ended and I invited Peter back, but I was anxious that he might not return. So when he contacted me to make another appointment, I won't lie, I did become giddy. He returned for his second session, guarded, but nevertheless willing to hear what I had to say. I asked him to start with the first relationship he remembered. For the first time, he looked distraught. I gave him time to collect himself, and he started telling me about Caroline, his first solid relationship in his late 20s. They had met at a friend's birthday and he had very soon fallen for her. He spoke about how they came from different worlds, him from middle-class family from Midwest and her from an upper-class family from Palisades. Their world had collided and he was determined to prove to her that he was worthy of her. He spoke about the two jobs he took on to pay for her Valentine's gift, that first Valentine's, and how despite all the effort he had put into the gift, she was not impressed just because he had forgotten to write a card. He spoke about the demands that he felt she would put on him and the shortcomings that he kept feeling about himself. And finally, how she decided to move across the nation to pursue a career and made a decision on behalf of both of them had the relationship was over. It now made sense why he had become who he had. He had taken on a persona to protect himself and in doing so, he continued to push people away. Don't get me wrong, there were layers and layers of reasons behind why Peter was the person he was and I was about to discover that one person at a time in his life. It was obvious that his childhood also had a story of its own and I was adamant to discover that too. But now, for now, I knew that Peter had handed me the first piece that I needed to know about him. So I told him, relationships are hard enough. If you have to convince someone to be with you, what do you think that would look like? When someone is unsure about us, we naturally want to convince them to want us because that would mean we are worthy, we are wanted, we have value. But often we forget to think what the relationship could look like in a long haul. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are 
you have gone through what Peter went through. So the lesson is to stop chasing those who do not meet you halfway. It rarely works. One person is constantly seeking approval and validating while the other gets bored. It burns out like a candle. So try to meet halfway till you build something together. Then and only then you can swim the ocean for that person. I will share about Peter more. His story is a good one. But till then, I hope and wish that you always swim in the right direction. For now, so long. Mm-hmm.